Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What's shaking, Daniel? Oh, not much. It's a beautiful day. How's the cycling going? It's going well. Uh, let's see. This, I think uh, a little over 1,000 miles now so far for the year. Boom. Uh, What's your goal? Your goal is what? 8,000. So, I mean, I'm on track. Uh, Did you catch up? I know that you had uh, you had hit a rough patch there for for a little while. Yeah, I got ambitious. Uh, even brought the bike on a sort of a week and a half trip that we went on. Threw it in the van. Uh, did some cycling there. So uh, yeah, about uh, just a hair under thirteen, fourteen hundred now for the year. So on track and clawed back. Fantastic. Well, by the time this podcast airs, the results will be in for my half marathon. I don't know. I'm cutting this literally two days before the race, February 27th. <sighs> we'll see. We'll see. Are you feeling good? How do legs feel? Uh, I feel good, but I'm not sure that I can keep the pace up that long. You can do it! That's it's my concern. It's early in the season. Yeah, but nah, yeah, building. I, I want to go for it. I'm go, I'm going for it. Sub one flat. Route? No, where is it? Not. Where are you going? Jackson, Mississippi, but it's actually pretty. Uh, it's pretty hilly. I was looking at the the topographical map of that. Uh, it was. I'm not excited about. You're it, supposed so. to pick like Death Valley for your I world know, record or I something. Know. Yeah, world record. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. You can do it. All right, uh, let's get to our question. We don't have a name for this great caller, but he's got a great caller. Qu- uh, whatever it is, what do you call it? Audio recording submitter. Uh, okay, there we go. We don't have ARS. the name for our ARS today, but it's a great question nonetheless, so we're going to hit it. What do you got? D-I-Y! Hi, Quint. Hi, Daniel. I stumbled upon your podcast on Spotify last week, and I must say I totally love it. I have recently relocated to U.S. on a L1B work visa, and I plan to move back to India after about five years. So does it make sense for someone like me to contribute to accounts like 401k, IRA, or HSA? Thanks in advance for your help. Cheers. Okay, Daniel. Um, what do you think about this? All right. So I will give a pretty big disclaimer and caveat at the front. Uh, my certified financial planning professional designation is 100% U.S. focused uh, as far as financial planning, tax laws, and so forth. So... Uh, I will give you uh, some ideas here, but it's going to be very important to hedge those uh, or um, balance those by talking to financial professionals that are uh, very well informed about Indian tax law, uh, Indian investing in retirement, and what it looks like to uh, repatriate or use U.S. funds back in India uh, now and in the future. Uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, we're going to give you some sort of ideas and, and sort of philosophies and kind of a lens to look at this through. Uh, but we're doing that with the lens of we specialize in planning for people who generally will uh, work all their lives in the U.S. and primarily keep their money here. They may expatriate for retirement, uh, but they'll still maintain sort of a citizenship. So getting, getting that out of the way, there are some really good benefits, I think, to even uh, being here on a work visa for a short time to utilizing a 401k employer plan. 
And one of the biggest sort of benefits to that is going to be it's going to give you access to U.S. investing markets that you might not otherwise have uh, back in India. And one of the benefits of that is it's going to allow you to sort of hedge your future retirement. Uh, you don't know if you're going to uh, sometime retire in India. You don't know if you're going to retire in the United States. It sounds like you have uh, education and experience that allows you to sort of be global with your work and the demand for the work that you have or the work that you're able to do. And so you don't know kind of where you're going to end up in the long time. So having some of those assets and funds in the U.S.-based system may provide you some really long-term uh, benefits. Also, the U.S. economy is arguably one of the strongest economies in the world. So having assets that are going to kind of sit here for a while and grow over time is great. There are uh, methods and opportunities to, when you finally retire, being able to withdraw from those accounts and bring that back uh, into India. So uh, there are some tax benefits of that. There are some tax complications of that. I'm not aware of how that will pan out eventually in India. So you will want to do some research there. Now, as far as HSAs goes, the primary tax benefits of HSAs is getting a tax deduction now and then not having to pay tax on those funds when you utilize those funds for medical expenses and report that on your U.S.-based tax return. So that might be a little of a sort of a stickier and special situation depending on how that's going to translate then um, over to India. So all of your tax benefits when it comes to 401ks, 401ks, IRAs, et cetera, trickle down into uh, kind of your U.S.-based tax return. India and many other countries typically will have some beneficial sort of tax uh, laws as far as how they're going to treat that. They usually don't use SERP, kind of the U.S. tax law, but you will want to research how that is specific to your country and even sometimes your locality uh, when it comes to that. So it's, it's a good opportunity, I think, to diversify to have access to this market and to save early on, assuming that you're not repatriating those funds to India currently and investing in some kind of retirement system there. What say there, fussy britches? Do you like talking? I love this question. Uh, it it Why I took it is because it sent me down a rabbit hole of learning more about this. And uh, it was something that I was not privy to. So in my opinion, and, and I'm going to kind of... Um, you know, look through this uh, a little bit and, and make some uh, assumptions that you are a high earner and you are getting a company match. So if that's not the case, then you really have to run a current income tax in the United States uh, assessment to see, are you getting a tremendous benefit on your current income taxes to make a pre-tax contribution, or even in the instance, maybe just saying, well, Roth, uh, you know, post-tax contribution. I, I think that's what it boils down to. Now, if it, if you are a high earner or, and, or you have a company match, then, then that should be more than likely to your benefit. As Daniel said, though, once you leave, you still are subject to the rules of a traditional retirement plan in the United States. And that is if you decide to withdraw your money, not roll it over, but totally withdraw your money out of a corporate retirement plan or any really uh, retirement plan for that matter, you are subject to the 10% penalty pre 59 and a half, in addition to income tax on the gross amount.
so if you, for example, have uh, you know $50,000 in there, uh, right off the top, you're going to have a $5,000 penalty, and you're going to pay income tax on $50,000. In addition, and my understanding is that you then will also have to pay tax on that money in India, but you can claim a credit uh, underneath that I believe there's there's some kind of like uh, agreement that the United States has with India to avoid double taxation. And ultimately, you can claim that credit um, on your Indian tax return, but you still have to first pay taxes, then, then claim the credit, et cetera. So um, that, in my opinion, seems a little complicated if you were just going to take that money out and you needed it. If, however, uh, you don't need to just take that money out, then in my opinion, you would handle it just like any other person would in a retirement plan. You would either leave it in the company plan. Most plans don't allow you to do that. You then can roll it over to an IRA. You just have to make sure that you're going with a custodian that allows uh, a non-resident United States uh, citizen to, to have that as a, uh, a non-citizen, non-resident to have an account with them. That'll take some digging. I don't know offhand um, who those custodians are, but you would want to then roll that over to an IRA at, or a Roth, et cetera. If you have uh, low income, one thing I would look at doing is if you have uh, ultimately uh, low, let's say United States income or no income at all, then there could be a potential for doing a Roth conversion once that's rolled over. So I think it's worth it, I guess, is what I'm what I'm trying to get to, and I think what Daniel alluded to as well. I think it's worth it to pursue. I think there's going to be some hoops to jump through when it's all said and done. But for diversification purposes, for access to the markets here in the United States, uh, and the ability to certainly, hopefully, get a company match, I think this is something that you should pursue, and it's totally worth it. So that was a great question, fascinating question. Uh, we appreciate it. And again, if you're new to the show, all this gentleman did was jumped on his smartphone, sent us a voicemail, dropped it in an email to podcast at DIYmoney.org, and now we'll get a $25 gift card for his participation in this podcast. Daniel, anything else to add on that? I think we've covered it. All right, that was excellent. Thank you so much for that question. Remember, friends, you can check us out on Instagram, DIY.money. That's DIY.money. Or join the DIY tribe on Facebook. And remember, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.